Welcome to Draft Utopia. This is Chris Ransom and Oren Sheary, and tonight we are discussing NFL team needs for all 32 NFL teams with the NFL draft officially three weeks away from tonight. Tonight's April 8th. The draft is in three weeks on the 29th, and Jacksonville will be on the clock then. I see offensive tackle at 25 as well. I think they get a left tackle. They groom him behind Cam Robinson for a year, and then maybe he comes in and he becomes Lawrence's blindside. And then round two, you're looking at safety options. Grant and Mowring come to mind at 33 um, if one of them is there. I think the other possibility is tight end. Remember the Jaguars hired Penn State's tight end coach and Pat Fryermuth's the tight end for Penn State. He's in this draft. I think he's going to end up a Jaguar at pick 44. He ended up as Jaguar at pick 65 in the uh, Zoom mock we started, but we'll announce those picks tomorrow. But to, for now, you got safety, tight end, you've got offensive tackle, quarterback, wide receiver. I do think a slot receiver in round three like Amari Rogers at 65 could be a need. And then you're looking at maybe um, another safety in round four, maybe a corner in round five. I would take Fields, but I think they'll end up selecting Wilson at two. I think it's pretty much a formality at this point that Zach Wilson's going second. And I'm <laughs> looking at what else they could get here. They're going to bring back George Fan at right tackle, so I don't think they're going to go that route. They have some short-term defensive end options. They have Carl Lawson, a long-term defensive end for their 43 scheme, and they have Vinnie Curry on a one-year deal at 43 left end. So I do think they could get a defensive end at 34. I think Creed Humphrey at 23 is a consensus pick for me. They could go running back as well. Najee and Atene are both intriguing running back options. Um, you could definitely get another corner to pair with Bryce Hall. I think if you get a right outside linebacker like Jabril Cox, that could be an option. A defensive tackle next to um, Quinnen Williams is also an option. Because they're transitioning to that 43 defense that Sal ran in San Francisco. So I do think they're going to address areas on both sides of the ball. Matchup with their young quarterback as well, giving them another weapon there. I think that's 
as much as a need anymore. They've got Makai Becton and George Fant. While I think he's replaceable, if you get like let's say Samuel Cosme falls to the second round, and the value's there, then you could take a tackle and develop him behind Fant for a year. But right now, it's like. I don't think they're going to go with an offensive tackle unless the value falls to them. Yeah, it, it depends on what's available. I'm thinking they might end up picking Trey Lance, but we know a quarterback's going to be the third pick. And then I think in four, they have 43. They could get a 10A if he's there at 43. They could also get a corner. But really, quarterback, maybe a running back and a corner, really the only needs the 49ers have. They have fewer needs than both the Jaguars and the Jets. I think they could take Justin Fields if he's still there at four. If not, then I think we're starting to look at, let's say Fields goes third. Then I think we're looking at options for Atlanta at four. Um, they could look at Kyle Pitts. They could get it Panay Sewell. I think it's down to a quarterback or Pitts at this point, or they trade out of the pick. I think they're that far in the process where they've already come to that conclusion for four. But yeah, defensive end's definitely a day two area. They can address center. They did get Matt Hennessy in last year's draft, but Hennessy can play center or guard. So if you like Creed Humphrey or if you like Landon Dickerson more than Matt Hennessy, then you got to take one of them and move Hennessy over to guard. You could get um, defensive end like we already discussed, multiple safeties. They don't have Keanu Neal or Ricardo Allen anymore, so multiple safeties are needed. And maybe another corner, depends, um, to push Isaiah Oliver. But I really don't think that's going to take precedent when you consider all the needs the Falcons have this year. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that they, two weeks ago I heard they narrowed it down to five players. Last week I've heard they've narrowed it down to two players, Panay Suel and Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow's old LSU teammate, at five. I do think Kyle Pitts is still in the equation for number five, however, if the Falcons pass on him. But if he's there at five, I think he would be in the equation as well. Those three players 
but I'm leaning towards Panay Sewell at five, and then uh, I think they get another guard, maybe Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State in round two, my top guard in the draft. If you can come away with two linemen, you can fix the offensive line for good, and then you could have a really strong team. I think receiver for depth, tight end. I, I, I've never been the biggest fan of um, Drew Sample, a Washington tight end, 2019 second round pick. I had like a fourth or fifth round grade on him, so obviously I think he can be upgraded. And then running back, you lost Giovanni Bernard. You're going to need somebody for depth behind Joe Mixon, so... I see their Bengals addressing a lot of offensive needs in the first five rounds. They went after a lot of defensive players and short-term assets on the defensive side of the ball in free agency, so I see them getting a lot of offensive players. Yeah, definitely. That's something I can see happening, too. Um, the Miami Dolphins, they could get an edge rusher. I have them getting a receiver at 6, and Aziz Ujari, the Georgia edge rusher, that 34 outside linebacker at 18. And then I think they'll mix things up in round 2. They'll get maybe an offensive tackle if the right one falls to them at 36. I could see them going that route. And then at 50, I think a safety's in play. They could get a guard or a center in round 3. So realistically, the Dolphins may not pick their running back until round four or five. I mean, it's such a deep draft at running back, and the Dolphins are one of these teams where if they're confident or content with Miles Gaskin, they could play the waiting game at the running back position. But at the same time, they could also take Najee at 18. So I'm really interested to see how they approach their draft. I think they wait and they get a receiver in the second round because that's what they've done philosophically under Brad Evans when he was the director of college scouting with the Los Angeles Rams. I think they actually surprise people and take Micah Parsons here. However, I think Jamar Chase and Smith are better value picks, and if you can get one at seven, you should take them and then maybe double up at receiver in round two because this team lost Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Danny Amendola. And I don't trust Tyrell Williams or Quentin Cephas. I think this Lions team needs at least three different receivers, and I think they'll use this draft to address that position 
whether it's in round one at seven or in the second round, and then they get like two other guys in rounds three and four because it's such an uber-deep receiver class. Defensive tackles and need to... Um, they do need a right outside linebacker, so there are a few areas they need to improve in. Um, but overall, maybe even a right tackle if you can find the right one in the draft. But overall, if you can address these needs, you should have a better team around at some point. Do you see them getting um, somebody to compete with Goff? Um, somebody to compete with Goff? No. I mean, it was something I was asked today when I went on... um. A podcast. I went on the amateur scouting podcast with Alex Koslow, and he asked me the same question. Um, I mean, if the value's there and they like Justin Fields, they could take him at seven. I also think a trade at seven is possible. A team could move up to seven and make a huge trade with the Lions. Maybe a small trade, because if the Lions want Micah Parsons, they could trade with Denver at nine. They could trade with New England at 15. They could trade to a QB needy team if the QB they want is still there and get some really good value for that pick. Yeah, that's a bit very true. I can see that happening. That's why I mentioned when you first came on that I think uh, Broncos, who are uh, two picks ahead of them, uh, may try to get in front of the, the Panthers if a quarterback is still available at this juncture. It's very possible. Yeah. Um, Pitts will be. Pitts isn't getting past eight. Yeah, I agree. If Kyle Pitts is there at eight, he's not getting past Carolina. I mean, the Panthers did get a... I, I think the Broncos... Are we on Carolina or Denver? Yeah, Carolina. Okay, because Carolina just made a move at cornerback. I don't think they'll go corner at eight. They, not only did they trade for Sam Darnold, they went out and signed former Broncos corner A.J. Boye to compliment Dante Jackson. And I like Boye as a number two corner. I don't like him as a number one corner, which he was in Denver last year, but I like him as a number two corner next to Dante Jackson. So... I mean, this is why I think Carolina is a wild card. Because if they cannot get Kyle Pitts at 8, I would think left tackle would be the next area they'd look to. Because they have um, Greg Little. They have the um, former Browns left tackle from Florida State and on a one-year deal. But it's like Sue Ellen and Slater are both upgrades at that position. And I don't think they would pass on either one of them at eight if the value was there and Kyle Pitts was gone. Right, and I, 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 I see the four quarterbacks, the four top quarterbacks going off the board. Mac Jones is going to be available, but if the four quarterbacks are off the board at this, at this moment, uh, they're not going to get a quarterback in the first They already used the fifth-year tender on Sam Darnold after trading for him, so they'll have Darnold for two more years along with Bridgewater for two more years, even though they're probably going to move Bridgewater at some point. Yeah, so that takes care of the quarterback unless they get somebody in the fifth or sixth round um, to back 
Now, I could see them getting a guy like Kellen Mond in the third or fourth round if the value's there, but right now I don't think they're looking at a quarterback. Not an eight, at least. I don't think they want Mac Jones, to be honest. Mac Jones is not a good fit for that cold weather and that altitude. I know Mac Jones was picked by the Broncos by in our group mock, but I don't think he's going to be the guy they pick at nine. I think the Broncos, they're either going to get one of the top four QBs, they're going to get Pitts, or they're going to try to get Sewell. And if they can't get one of those six players, they're going to try to move this pick. I I really believe that's the direction they're going in. But if they can't move the pick, Rashawn Slater is an option, Micah Parsons is an option, and Caleb Farley, Farley, who interviewed with the team on three different occasions, has a fourth interview with Denver set up. He's also in play at number nine. So that, that looks like almost the pick. If you interview with the team for four times, that's going to be possibly the pick. But I was thinking, you know, Micah Parsons right here, if he slips to nine, he, he, he's a very, uh, they do need a linebacker. So I think they do, that's a very good possibility. Yeah. And next beautiful team are the New York, uh, uh, excuse me, the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys, uh, as we both know, they, can, they have so many directions they can go. But I, before, uh, I think what they'll do is somehow try to fix the defense. So I think they'll get the best defensive player on the Yeah. Uh, more than probably any other uh, uh, team. It's going to be a real go-to defensive player. That the, uh, and Dallas is one of these teams that needs more defensive positions and offensive positions. Unless somebody like Kyle Pitts is there and you're hell-bent on moving up for Kyle Pitts in the draft, you this is going to be a defensive draft for Dallas where they address a lot of defensive needs because that's where a majority of their team needs lie on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, um, where, where, do you, where do you think Dallas goes? Uh, I mean, I said Patrick That's who I have them taking at 10 as well. They could get a defensive tackle in round two. They could get an outside linebacker to replace Sean Lee. A safety's in play. A defensive end's in play if the value is there. Tight end is probably the one offensive position I could see them upgrading and maybe some offensive tackle depth in the later rounds if the value presents itself. Giants myself. 
Uh, yeah, if Smith or Chase falls to 11, that is the clear-cut pick. They would start out as a number two receiver next to Galladay, and it would allow them to take all the receivers they've got on their current roster and through free agency and allow those guys to compete for the slot receiver role, and that would put the New York Giants in very good position with Nate Soldier coming back after he opted out of last year due to COVID. So that would put their offense in a very good position as Jason Garrett enters year two as offensive coordinator. Yeah, if they're there, they go for that easily. I could even see Jalen Waddle at 11. I mean, I mean that would be a little bit of a reach, but I could see it. I I mean, they're, they, the Giants got a Dory Jackson at corner and free agency, and, and they filled one of those needs, so I don't think they'll go corner early. I think receiver, edge rusher at 34 outside linebacker, and 34 inside linebacker, the three big needs. They could also be looking at a center. I do think they need an upgrade over their current center. And they can get that if they land one of the top three centers in the draft. Yeah, and now uh, let's, let's move to the Eagles, who uh, did not originally have this pick. Let's talk about who originally had this pick. This was uh, San Francisco's pick, and they all traded. I don't know. I'm not going to go through all the trades. But uh, we know who, who got traded where, you know, and Wentz is no longer with the team. Uh Yeah. Uh, do they go and get uh, protection for him, or where do they look? The Eagles? No, they look for weapons. Another place to find a wide receiver go off the board is with the Eagles. Yeah, Jalen Waddle is an option. The corners, Horn and Farley are options if either one of them makes it to 12. Um, linebacker, I think, is an option if Micah Parsons is there. And I think there's linebackers, outside linebackers in day two that you can get. Jabril Cox, Baron Browning. There are guys that fit Nick Bolton, even. There are guys that fit what the Eagles are looking for. And they drafted three linebackers last year, but none of them were able to start as rookies. Um, they did get Davian Taylor out of your alma mater, Colorado, last year. He didn't really get any playing time. So I'm kind of curious to see how the Eagles approach linebacker this offseason they have some receiver um cornerback needs uh defensive tackle for depth is another need and maybe um a left guard to push sumalo for that left guard job Yeah. Left tackle's definitely the primary need. I don't think Rashawn Slater is getting past this pick, and if he's gone, they'll take Darisaw. No sweat. And if they cannot get one of those, um, well, they'll get one of those three offensive tackles in the first round, but then you're looking at round two. You're looking at cornerback. They need multiple corners, and they need a defensive end to replace Melvin Ingram. So I think they get Basham in round two after taking a tackle, and then they get corners in round three and four. And if they can hit on both of those corners, then they're going to be in a really good position moving forward because that's what they have to do if they want to be 
competitive. So we'll see what the Chargers do, but I think those th three or four needs are really the main needs. And if the Chargers can fix that, yeah, they could push to somebody to be a contender next year. Yeah. If Darsaw's there at 14, I think he's the pick at left tackle to replace Riley Rife. They could also get a defensive end, as you said. Quiddy Pay could definitely be in play. Rosso, one of those edges, could be in play at 14, at 43 defensive end. They need a corner. Um, quarterback's not going to be in play, I don't think. Um, I think they're set with Kirk Cousins. He did not get a pay cut like the other quarterbacks. So... I think he's safe for now, um, but yeah, that those are their options, and they think in day three they could get a receiver, but not early. They they're just they they are set with Thielen and Justin Jefferson for the short term, and they have a lot going for a lot working in their favor. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the Vikings. And get one of those top four quarterbacks, obviously. Yeah, and you don't want, uh, you don't want Mac Jones. No, you don't. I mean, Mac Jones at 46, I could live with, but it, I don't think Mac Jones is going to get to 46. But if he's there at 46, I'd be open to it. But I, the more I look at the Patriots, the more I'm thinking if they can't get one of the top four QBs by trading up, then I think they get Zayvon Collins or maybe one of the corners at 15. Uh, they did have a Zoom meeting with Zayvon Collins. That's why I mentioned him. And I think Zayvon would be a good fit. 15, I think in that scenario, they'd get Zayvon or the best defensive player on their board at 15. And then they'd get their quarterback at 46, whether it's Mac Jones or Kyle Pitt, Kyle Trask or even Kellen Mond. I think they would take that player at 46. Well, what about a wide receiver? Is that a uh, need to as well? Yeah, it is. Julian Edelman is not going to play all of this year. He still hasn't recovered from his injury last year. So that is a need as well. So Jalen Waddle could also be in play. I mean, that's a good thing. But, you know, it's, I do see a trade. I think they're going to trade up. This is how Belichick works. When he really needs something, he does it. He sometimes trades back a lot. Uh, but the, now they're in a desperate need for uh, a, a really good, I mean, is done and he really needs somebody who and it's not going to be Cam Newton for the long term and if he feels that one of the top four quarterbacks like you said are available in a trade he will do it yep and he knows he's not going to get lucky and get a fifth rounder with Tom Brady That's, that, was, that was the old days that's 20 years ago <laughs> yep Side. The future is with a 
you know how Belichick works. Yeah. I don't think they're going to take a guard here. I think they'll get a guard in round two. I think corner and guard are the two main needs, though. You hit those needs straight on the head. Because um, they're moving Byron Murphy, their number two corner, over the nickel. They're moving him inside the nickel. So that's interesting because last year he was the number two corner next to Patrick Peterson, and they had Drake Kirkpatrick. So if they're moving their number two corner inside a nickel, I think that's a dead giveaway that they're taking a corner at 16 if one of the three falls to them. If Farley, Sertan, or Horn falls to them, otherwise I think they would trade down and try to get more capital since they don't have a third-round pick now. And I don't, they don't have a fourth-round pick either. I think Trey Smith is the pick if they can't um, get one of those top three corners because they could try to trade down. I'm going to save the podcast for a second, and then we'll kick off part two of the um, thing with the Raiders. They have a decent Will and Corey Littleton, but Littleton had a bad season. So if they get Jeremiah Wosu-Karoma, he can play any linebacker role. But I think he would end up moving to the Will and Littleton would move to the Sam. But either way, that would work itself out. And they have six that are decent. And, I, I mean, if you think there's a receiver with higher upside than Brian Edwards and you can get him in the fifth round, cool. That's cool. Fifth round's so cool. First round, new. No. Wosu Karoma, it's cool. <laughs> Jeremiah Wosu Karoma. I thought it was a Wosu Karoma. I thought it was a Wosu Karoma for the longest time. It's a Wosu Karoma. <laughs>
Yeah. I got Liam Eikenberg to the Raiders at 48. So I got the Raiders starting off with back-to-back Notre Dame players. Yeah, and that's a very good possibility. But those are the really the three main... Yeah. Yeah, and then I have the Raiders pretty much getting depth picks with the remaining selections. Maybe uh, a defensive tackle for depth, nickel corner for depth, receiver for depth in round five, and then a guard for depth. So. Right, and then like you and I talked about, uh, the two depths that probably now, the more I think about it, is defensive tackle. And I do, if they go in the third round and Levi, the guy from Washington, is still there, I could see them taking him. It's a deep cornerback class. They might be able to get a nickel at 121, whereas it's a thin defensive tackle class, which was my reasoning for defensive tackle at 80. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Well, anyway, let's, we're going to skip Miami because we already talked about Miami. They have the 18th pick. We're going to move right over here to the Washington football team, and we got to come up with a better team name than that. But anyway, Washington is the next pick on our board, which would be the 18th pick, uh, Oh yeah, there is a video on their Facebook page about the process they're going through with the new team names, a documentary part one. That is up on Facebook if you want to watch that, Washington football team fans. But make sure to listen to this podcast first, at least your team needs, before going to check that out. But. If Zayvon Collins is there, I think the Patriots take him at 15. But if he's there at 19, he's an option. Um, the, I got I gave them wide receiver Rashad Bateman at 19. But there's a lot of areas they could address. Um, they could take an offensive tackle at 19, too. Um, they have Cornelius Lucas, their starting offensive line. All their starters finished in the top 15, according to Pro Football Focus. So I don't think they'll go offensive line at 19 I think they'll probably either get a linebacker or a receiver maybe a corner here at 19 depends on the value if all three corners are gone I don't think they go corner I think at that point it would either be a linebacker or a receiver We'll see what Ryan Fitzpatrick can do with this team. Exactly. <laughs> He's taking over for Alex Smith, who got them to the playoffs. So. Anyway, let's move to the Windy City with Chicago Bears, who also could get a quarterback. Is this where Mac Jones lands? Yeah, this is where Mac Jones could land. Um, 
I've got the Bears taking Barmore here. I, they have a lot of defensive needs. A second 34 defensive end, a corner to replace Kyle Fuller, a safety to replace um, Tashawn Gibson. They, those are three needs they have to address. Another receiver for depth another need. So right tackles a need. So those are like five different needs. But QB, you could argue QB is their biggest need. And this might be where Mac Jones lands because... Right now, they do not have a backup contingency plan behind Andy Dalton. Right now, Andy Dalton and Nick Foles are the top two quarterbacks on that depth chart. That alone scares me if I'm a Bears fan, so they have to do something about that quarterback position in this draft. All right, we can like finish this Bears hypnosis, and then we can then I can invite you on to anchor because my anchor my iPad's still at seventy percent. So this will be part two. Seventeen through twenty will be part two, and then twenty one through thirty two will be part three. Okay, sounds good. Okay. So any thoughts on the Bears before uh, we give you a few minutes to sign off, and then we start part three? I think we can just start. All right. Cool. 21 through 32. All right. 21 through 32. All right. And we'll start with the Okay. All right. Welcome back. Just in time for part three, teams 21 through 32. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about the team that hosted the Final Four, the Indianapolis Colts, Lucas Oil Stadium, which is where the Final Four took place. Okay, Chris, you got it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. So, folks, where we're at right now is number 21, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. And I haven't talked about the Colts this much this offseason, but I'm going to bring them up. They're another team that can get a, 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 a tackle, and but I think they go wide receiver here and get the third best wide receiver on the board, uh, if not the fourth. I think Rashad Bateman's the fourth best receiver, but at the same time, you could argue he's the third best too. They, if Jalen Waddle slips his pick, they would take him in a heartbeat. I mean, those two areas, wide receiver and offensive tackle, are two of the main areas. I think defensive ends an area they got to look at too. Um, they need a forty-three defensive end at right end now that Justin Houston's gone. They did lose their inside linebacker, um, Anthony Walker, to the Browns. So they do need a middle linebacker, too. So there's a lot of areas. I think safety depth, quarterback depth, but they can worry about the defensive backs in day three. They have their top, their three corners returning as starters. So I think they are looking at um, mainly left tackle, receiver, right end, a middle linebacker. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good uh, um, assessment there for the Colts. Uh, but I, I think that we'll see what happens. There's a lot of positions they can go, a lot of different ways that they can go here, there. Um, 
let's move to their uh, their uh, rival there, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Titans, they need a wide receiver. Corey Davis is gone. They do have Josh Reynolds in the slot replacing Adam Humphreys. So they, 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 they only need one receiver instead of two, but they, they do need a wide receiver. They need a right tackle. Um, their current offensive tackles are Taylor Luan at left tackle and Kendall Lamb, the Browns' backup offensive tackle at right tackle. So they're going to need two offensive tackles, a left tackle on day three for depth, and a right tackle probably on day two unless they want to take an offensive tackle in the first round. That didn't work out for them so well last year when they took Isaiah Wilson, who's already been traded, released by the Dolphins, and... Then um, after um, that, you look at the defensive side of the ball. They do need a 34 inside linebacker to replace Jalen Brown or Jayon Brown. Um, they have Rashad Evans. They have um, they could use a 34 defensive end. They could use a strong safety pair with um, Kevin Byard. That because Kenny Vaccaro is no longer on the team, so they could use a safety. They could use a nickel corner. But I think we pretty much addressed most of their needs with um, this rundown. Right. I mean, they can, well, they can go corner too. I mean, if they feel that the corner is, is somewhat of a need too as well. Yeah. Um, and then, then we go back and we're going to go head to the jets again, but uh, the jets we already spoke about. So we're going to s- slide down to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Steelers have quite a few needs. Um, but a lot of a lot of um, mocks have them taking a running back, but they can also take a a, a, a lineman here, or, or a linebacker. So who do you, who do you have at? Um, I have 20? Najee Harris going to the Steelers at twenty four. I mean, if the Jets don't take Najee at twenty three, I think at twenty four Najee Harris comes off the board. They could use a center as well. Um, they could use a left tackle because they have. Zach Banner, they have Chukwuma Okorafor, but I don't think either one of those is the left tackle in the future. So I think they're going to get an offensive draft. They're going to get center, and they're going to get running back. And they're going to address offense on the first uh, two days of the draft. They could look at cornerback in day three for depth. They could look at an inside linebacker, but I think they're going to go with Spillane, who did well filling in for Devin Bush, and Devin Bush coming back from that injury. I think that's what they'll go with for the short term, at least. They'll have Justin Lane, Cameron Sutton, and Joe Hayden starting at quarter next year. So I think they're in a very interesting position. I don't think there will be any drop-off at quarterback. That's very true. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of drafts, um, you know, taking Najee Harris as well. And uh, But I am gonna I am going to go a little bit um, differently um, in my pick with the Steeler, I, I, I was thinking that I was going to do that, but I think Najee Harris is the pick for them at that at that juncture. Um, and um, the next pick would be the sa- the safety. I mean, uh, of Jaguars, but um, I'm going to go to that original pick so we can discuss the Rams, and we'll fit that in because they don't they don't have a pick. I should have done that with the 23rd pick with the uh, with the, with the, the Jets, but. Uh, so, uh, or do you want to wait till we're done with it? Why don't we go to the Browns and then we get back to those? Okay, later. sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Let's go to the Browns and what the Browns their Ravens pick at twenty six and twenty seven. So we just discussed the Steelers. Now we can discuss their AFC North rivals, the Browns and Ravens. And the Browns, 
they need a defensive end. And if they can find an upgrade at middle linebacker, they should consider Jamil Dave, Jamin Davis here at 26 out of Kentucky. Jamin Davis, 41 vertical, 437, 40 time. He is an upgrade at middle linebacker over Anthony Walker, who they got in free agency, and Mac Wilson, who both ran like 465, 40 times or lower. And he's a good tackler. He's instinctive. He's great in coverage. I think Jamin Davis, 26 of the Browns, is a good pick. And then they get a defensive end in round two to pair with Miles Garrett. And then I think the rest of their needs would be depth player, basically, because the Browns are, I think they get a linebacker and a defensive end as starters, and I think the rest of their picks, they can get depth players. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Browns, for me, I mean, like you said, I feel that they need a defensive end. I think we're going to see one of these big guys going off the board. Um, If uh, the first two are gone, pay and – Russo, they they will they'll take they'll take Phillips or one one of those three I believe that will be um, their pick for the Browns. Yep. Um, twenty seven. The Ravens. I think this team needs edge rushers like the Browns, but they need thirty four outside linebackers. Most of those guys, Texas, I take it twenty seven. Um, you got Osai. Uh, well, you know, well, I, I have the Ravens drafting Osai, but they need multiple 34 outside linebackers. I think they will get a receiver at some point because it's just such a deep receiver class. And Lamar Jackson, well, he has a lot of weapons. He doesn't have that true number one target. I, and you got um, offensive tackle could be a need if they trade Orlando Brown. I haven't really done that yet, though. And they got Tyre Phillips with their 2020 third round pick, so they may not take an offensive tackle early in the draft. And then they, they can use a safety, too. So there's a few areas they could target. But they are a team that's set in a lot of different positions. I mean, I, I'm going to go with right here and get a – get if Jalen Phillips is available, that's going to be their pick. Interesting. Because he had a good pro day. He's got the body of a defensive end, but I think he can play in the 34. Jalen Phillips played the 34 defense at LA before he transferred to Miami. Yeah, I mean, they the Ravens lost both of their defensive ends. Yeah, they lost both their outside linebackers. Right, that's right, that's right. And then uh, let's, let's go to uh, my second favorite theme. The New Orleans Saints, and the New Orleans Saints uh, can use a edge too, but I don't think they do that. They go a corner here. They go get wide receiver. I don't. They could use another weapon, but I think they go get a cornerback, the best available cornerback. Maybe Greg Newsom. Maybe um, one of the top three guys do slip. Yeah, yeah, Eric Stokes out of Georgia and Greg Newsom out of um, Northwestern, the top two corners. I think they go 28 and 29, respectively. Um, a receiver could be an option. I could even see them taking a QB. I heard the Saints uh, love Kyle Trask. I've got a friend in Brazil as a Saints fan, too. She wants the Saints to take Kyle Trask. And I, I think Trask is in play. I think quarterback is in play. I think um, receiver is in play. Linebackers. They need a weak side linebacker. So I think those are really the main areas the Saints have to address in the draft. Okay, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. 
Yeah, they need offensive line help, a 34 inside linebacker, receiver. These were all areas they needed to improve in last year's draft, but they neglected because they traded up for Jordan Love. And they give Aaron Jones a three-year contract extension despite using a second-round pick on A.J. Dillon, the Boston College running back. So I have to think they're going to use that one-two running back punch a little bit more this year. They always seem to get a tight end in the third round, and I could still see them getting in this draft because they, they have a lot of good options. But if somebody like Brevin Jordan makes it to 61 or 62, I could see them take him there and put some value there at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's a good value. Uh, we'll see what the Packers do. But like you said, they're probably going to go corner in the first round. And uh, it remains to be seen what, the, what they do with the later rounds. Um, the ne- we have three more picks, and then we're going to go back to the teams that don't have a pick in the first round, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Um, and the Buffalo Bills, from what I, I think, they can use another receiver, but I think they go get uh, um, an edge here as well, and they're going to uh, go get the third or fourth best edge, depending on who's available. And, I think uh, rusher in the first round, a corner in the second round. I think they go offensive line round three. And then they can address whatever areas they want to address at that point, whether it's a um, a guard or a mm-hmm. running back in day three. Right. Now, my, my draft, I have uh, Jason Oa going to them, um, even though a lot of people don't ha- think he's a first rounder, but I do see them. I don't like his film against Ohio State. I don't like his film against Maryland either. So it's for me, it's a tape. But he did run a four three nine, so it's like the fast boy. <laughs> fast ball player. He's a fast ball player. Freakish athleticism, but that's all he is. He's all athleticism. That was the issue with Marquise Mingo and Deion Jordan in the twenty thirteen draft. But that's what this class feels like. It feels like there's a lot of athletes. Not a lot of natural 43 defensive ends. Yeah, and then let's move to the uh, runner-up champions or the previous champions. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think they got to grab more protection for Pat Mahomes. I think they go with the best available lineman, whether it's a guard, whether it's a tackle. For them, it's the best available lineman. Right here is uh, where they go. Left tackle, Oklahoma State. He plays left tackle and right tackle. They get Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State, as a blindside to Mahomes at 31. And then I think they go cornerback in round two. They get Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. And then in round three, I gave the Chiefs Rashad Weaver, Pitt, 43 left end. And then I gave them um, uh, they gave him a receiver round four to replace Sammy Watkins and Kade Johnson of South Dakota State. And then the other round four pick, I went Adrian Ely, the right tackle of Oklahoma, to push Lucas Niang. So, yeah, I mean, I pretty much took care of all their needs in the first four rounds. Well, do the Bucks need anybody? I mean, they did go to the Super Bowl, so why should they go to the Super Bowl again? <laughs> Darius Tony to replace Antonio Brown. I gave him Kadarius Tony to replace Antonio Brown at 32. I, I do like the wide receiver pick, um, and I, I'll go with that with you as well. Um, I mean, they, they could get use... a running back in round two. If somebody like Javante Williams slides to 64, I don't know if Williams will be there at 64, but he's got Nick Chubb comp. So if he's there at 64, you can get him. You can have him learn under Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette for a year. 
and then ease him into the lineup. Then I think they go edge rusher in round three, Quincy Roche. Round four, I think they get a corner. But those four areas, running back, receiver, edge rusher, and um, corner, and they can get all those players as depth players with this draft. They do sort of have some luxury. So, yeah. Well, let's uh, move to the two teams that don't have a first-rounder. There's three, I believe, Seattle, the Rams, and the Texans, correct? Correct. Let's do the let's do the, the the Rams first. I know the Texans would be the first person off the board on the board. Actually, the Texans would be the first pick, think, so that's right. I think Seattle would be the first pick, and then the Rams, and then the Texans, because Seattle has a 54, and I think the Rams have 56. Yeah, so let's let's do um, what to think. Um, We'll go with the NFC West teams first, and then we'll finish up with the Texans. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's go. Okay, so let's go backwards. How about that, Rams? <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so let's go to the uh, Seattle Seahawks and their needs. Um, I'm honestly not sure what area Seattle's going to address. They didn't. They did not bring back AJ Ryan. Well, see, the Seahawks do need an edge, and they need tackle. Um, so they can go there and get one of those picks if it's what's available to their liking yeah. um, when it comes to their pick. Yeah, yeah. they need an edge. You said the edge. They do have Daryl Taylor Jr. out of Tennessee. They got him in the second round last year. But he wasn't able to beat out Bruce Irvin for the starting job. So they're going to need to bring in another defensive end to push him because LJ Collier, their 2019 first-round pick, He's been on the team for two years. He wasn't able to secure a starting spot. They had to bring back Carlos Dunlap. So Collier's going to remain a backup at 43 left in, but edge, outside linebacker, um, they could use a defensive tackle. Secondary could be upgraded. They need a lot of defensive needs. It seems like they're content with, um, even though I'm not a fan of uh, their right tackle, they seem content with Brandon Shell at right tackle. So if that's the case, they're probably looking at defense or side of the ball for this draft. Right. I'm going to go with they're not seven. They have a 79th pick or they don't have. Do they say this? Well, they don't have the 79th pick anymore. Um, the Seattle, Seattle has doesn't have a pick till the third round. Or what would happen? Seattle, Seattle is their second round pick. They don't have a third round pick. They traded their first and their third to the Jets this year. That's right. But they only have three total picks for the entire draft unless they trade down and get more picks like Riley did in the Grubenbach. But, but yeah, that's unless they can trade down, they pretty much only have three picks for this entire draft. You know what? I'm going to go with Kyle Trask here. It's going to be fun. Going to learn under Russell. <laughs> and then Russell Wilson will get traded in a year. That's right, folks. Anyway, I'm just having fun with Seattle because we don't have too much to talk about there. Let's go to the Los Angeles Rams um, and, and look what their needs are. And I, I'm going to see Rams they have, a, they have more needs than none. Um, but I think they get, when it comes to their turn in the second round, I really think they get uh, another alignment the best available lineman was a guard or an offensive tackle. Yeah, the Rams, they're looking at maybe an offensive tackle or a guard. I think they're looking at um, – they have Agonina Okoronkwo at edge rusher with Leonard Floyd. 
I think they're good at edge rusher. They got Terrell Lewis, too. So I think the Rams are looking at corner. They do need to replace Troy Hills, who signed the Browns. They do need a corner next to Ramsey. Troy Hill was big at times last year, but he's now on the Browns. So a number two corner is definitely an option. I think they go that route with their spurt, their second round pick. Inside linebackers in need. They're going to need a 34 defensive end to replace Michael Brockers, too. So those three areas on the defensive side of the ball are needs for sure. And then I think there's some offensive areas they can improve in or maybe add more depth to players they can groom for the future. Right. And the last one for tonight's episode is the Texans, the uh, the Houston Texans, who I think they need so many needs. And (laughs) we don't even know what's going to happen in the quarterback situation, sort of. But uh, I think they give whoever the quarterback is, whoever the starting quarterback probably going to be, I think you got to give them a guard here. Their first pick going to be a guard, or they're going to get a a wide receiver or tight end. I went with the first two picks. I gave them a a 34 outside linebacker at 67 to pair with Whitney Merciless to replace Clowney. And then I gave them a, a wide receiver in round four. So that's what I did with their first two picks. This I think I went with a safety in round five, too. And then I gave them a running back for depth, I think, with that final pick in round five because the value was there. Well, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a great, fun draft. And we'll lead up to it, and we'll be talking tomorrow in our our third and possibly fourth round in our mock draft. Same yeah. time, same place. And we're out of here. Thank you, uh, Chris. And I'm Oren, and we'll talk to you later. Draft Utopia. Bye.